Building a successful real estate career requires you to adapt, pivot, and constantly master new skills. We're Katie and Daniel Steinfeld. We've built our own innovative brokerage, and in this podcast, we've assembled actionable tips and strategies that you can implement to take your business to its maximum potential. It's time to level up. Level up. Time for another episode of Level Up. You were going to say something different, weren't you? I actually thought I sounded like one of those radio DJs. They're like, time for another episode of. Yeah. Oh, that's it? I thought you were going to rip on me a little bit there. (laughs) I've been listening to podcasts in Mm -hmm. 1.5 speed lately, and it's actually very funny. Sometimes people talk normally very quickly, so when they do, it's like... Maybe that's a word to the wise, all of you who are listening to us. I just sped up while I was saying that. <laughs> Speed it up and you'll get through all the episodes that much quicker exactly. because we're, we're a, closing in. It's a game changer. In. This it might really be episode is. 50, I think. Wow. Congratulations. Happy anniversary. Happy almost, I guess. Yeah. All we need is to, well, we get two weeks vacation, right? So that's true. I guess that's it. So today we're talking about control control being controlling trying not to hold on to the the things that are beyond your control in the real estate world that you tend to obsess about and just it just takes up all your time and understanding the stuff that isn't in your control exactly because we all want to hold the cards on everything and have the answers to everything, accomplish things for everybody. It just doesn't work that way. We talk about that a lot in other episodes, but we're going to focus in here on identifying when you're in a situation that's beyond your control, knowing when to let go a little bit, and the places where you should be in control also, because there are some spots where agents give a little bit too much and they should be grabbing the reins a bit more on the work that they're doing, Mm -hmm. which is the other side of things. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, if you can ask yourself, have I done everything I can to make this situation good or to to help? Um, And and if the answer is yes, then it's it's almost time. It's time to just leave it and let things work out the way they will ultimately work out. There's so many moving pieces. There's so many different people involved in any sort of transaction. And so at some point, there's areas that you're just going to have to move on from or just let them work out. That's that's a good point. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but. but when we talk... No, 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 not but. Okay. Uh, just to expand on the lots of different people in a transaction, to put it into perspective, when you play the role of peacemaker or you're the referee or whatever middle person you want to call yourself, it makes it really hard to retain your sanity and to ever be happy with a deal because the nature of real estate is there are people with, once you get past the getting a deal done objective, all the other objectives are conflicting Mm -hmm. for people. And you representing most of the time one side of a transaction can really get caught in the middle if you're trying to make everybody with all the conflicting objectives 100% happy. Mm -hmm. Real estate's all about compromise. And one of the people or roles that are parts of most of the transactions, if it's not a lease, is going to be a lawyer. Mm. And often there are situations where a lawyer should be taking over 
or should be involved or they're at the point where they are involved. But I know I've been in situations where I've held on to potential or upcoming disputes for fear of what was going to happen when it was already out of my jurisdiction, so to Mm. speak, but trying to be the one to make peace and make things better so that it didn't go that far. But often that's where it should be is with the lawyers to take care of things that have gone past your level of, of involvement and where you should be trying to have control. Right. Yeah. Another example I think is when you're working with your own client and particularly sellers and they've chosen not to move forward with an offer or they're saying no to a certain thing and you know that this is probably a good option for them to take. You've laid out all of the options for them. You've explained you know, your past experiences and they're still wanting to see what else is out there. And at that point, it's let it go because you oh i thought you were gonna sing no (laughs) i can't be i can't sing today well i can't sing any day but (laughs) i'm not gonna subject everybody to my voice today but uh yeah i think you have to recognize that at the like there's people are gonna make their decision and they're gonna take in what you say and sometimes it will allow them to see another side other times it won't and sometimes they have to go through things that like a live and learn type situation. Yeah. But don't obsess over it. Like I've seen so many people and we've done it too, Mm -hmm. where your whole day is comprised of focusing in on that. Like, why didn't they take it? What could I have done differently? How can I explain this to them differently? And you're going to spin your wheels and you're going to not... You're going to hurt the relationship. Yeah. Potentially. And... You, if you haven't yet figured out how to read somebody's rigidity on a situation, Mm. that's a really important skill to have because it is your job to explain and try to use your professional knowledge to steer people in the right direction. Definitely. But some people are unsteerable. Mm -hmm. So this leads to a lot of what we've talked about in the past, which is effective preparation. And you can put yourself in a much greater position of control when you've planned out and put in sort of the pre-explanations to people, getting them ready for the situations that might become difficult with things like prices and offers and where a transaction's going to go. Mm-hmm. If you've prepped your seller for here's the ways it could go, here's, what's the, here's what the market's looking like, here's what recent things have been doing, so if A, then we should expect B, and if B, then we should expect C, and so so on. Mm-hmm. And, at, and go so far in those situations as to say, do you agree? Can we agree that this is how we're going to tackle this? Yeah. It still doesn't guarantee that in the moment yeah. people get all one way or the other. The best example is if you've got a property where there's an offer date that you've set and somebody comes in early on day one or two with a really compelling offer for the property you're selling, a lot of sellers will look at that and say, oh man, this means things are going to go crazy on the offer date. I'm holding firm. Right. Or I'm not even going to sign it back. Let's not talk to them. If that's the attitude someone's going to have, you are best off establishing that early and either saying, we're not going to look at anything early because that's going to be your attitude. And all that could do is drive away your best offer right when it comes in. Or establish what the threshold or what the expectation is going to be based on different scenarios. So when it happens, 
Yeah. You, you can go back to that. You can fall back on those conversations. Right. And hopefully allow them to see the light. Right. And again, there's no guarantee that with all the preparation in the world no. that in the heat of the moment, yeah. your client or the other client or the other agent or whoever has a change of heart. Mm-hmm. But when you've laid things out, even if things don't go your way again, like like you said, you've done what you can do to yeah, do your to best job. Yeah, the situation. Yeah, that's, so, that's all you can do. Right, you won't feel bad. And, and that anxiety that comes from losing control will not be nearly as substantial as it might have been well, if you never that's, laid it out. That's the thing. Like in the instances where I know I've done everything I can, I've educated my clients and things just go a certain way, you move on and it's not the end of the world. Nothing really is ever the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And recognizing that, like I always tell myself, if I look back in two years at this situation, what will I think? I'll probably laugh at it. I'll probably think, oh, well, that was just like a blip in the real estate world that um, I learned one, from. It was the one mistake yeah. you ever made. Well, that, there, really, there really isn't those that many instances. And I think people go into situations like, oh my God, this is the worst thing. And I, I, I can think of different transactions we've totally. each had where totally. it was like, like I can remember the time where I was representing your brother in a transaction. It was with a um, com-free deal. And the sellers were very difficult to deal with as it is. Like they were just very, I don't know. I just, it was a hard, hard negotiation. Mm -hmm. But afterwards, and this was like newer in my career, but afterwards they asked if I was related to your brother. And I guess in a sense I was, like I wasn't a direct relative, but he was my brother-in-law, which I probably should have disclosed I failed to do so and they went off like a crazy per like crazy people mm-hmm. that like how could you do this like I was making there was no there was, um, no, benefit. There was no benefit at <laughs> all but they just went crazy and required like it made sure that like I knew like that they were going to go after me and all of this stuff and I spent days like in my with my stomach in knots like oh my god like yeah. this is such a horrible situation. I'm crying, like all of this stuff. Nothing ever happened. No. Nope. And it. And even if it, it even had. if it did, like, what is the worst? Worst case, I go to Rico and they charge me for being the worst agent for not disclosing the fact that I was representing my brother-in-law. <laughs> is that one of the charges Rico has? <laughs> being the worst agent. No, but that's the thing. Like, even if it was the worst case, yep. you will get through it. And and. But like, it, but no it's understandable. Yeah, there's, no there's no sense wasting. wasting time, and we're and it's easy for us to say that because we go through that. Like yeah. the number of people out there who it seems like they have an agenda to just make others upset. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. But when you act in your best way possible to do your job, and you can feel good about it, it doesn't matter what other people say, and things are gonna go crappy. Yeah, deals are not gonna happen. You know, things are going to fall through. People are going to say things that maybe they regret, but it is what it is. Yeah. You've got to take each one in stride and know that there's more transactions to come. And, and also know. It. Yeah. Oh, you oh, sorry. Took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> sorry. And learn, and learn from it. And there are so many instances now where I draw back on a shitty situation yeah. from the past. And even if it's going to replicate because people are people and they act in certain ways, I now don't feel nearly as bad as I did the first time that I yeah. ran into somebody in a certain situation. Okay, let's say you submit an offer 
and you gave the other side 24 hours to respond. It's nice of me. When do you follow up with them? It Everything depends on the situation, I think. Mm-hmm. If we're assuming this isn't a... Uh, offer date like yeah. this is just they asked for 24 hours mm-hmm. i wait yeah. i normally wait i don't like i don't like it as a listing agent if someone has given me the time mm-hmm. if they're really ragging on me and if they are it Shows it puts dis- yeah it puts yeah. me in a position of power that i know they really yeah. want to move forward with it so I always try to put the shoe on the other foot before I do anything that relates to the other side of the transaction. Yeah, that's the thing. Like if I am in the other shoe where I'm the one that's they're waiting for me to respond, I'll normally update them before they ask for an update just so that I know because I know typically their clients probably looking for a response. Yep. But on the other side, I've stopped. Like I used to when I first started following well, up. Have you read it yet? Have yeah, you read well it that's yet? the thing and it, it shows the desperation. This and, is another ex- But then or you might not follow up with them, but you're like, oh my gosh, they haven't responded to me. I wonder what's going on. Like right. every hour, like leading up to the deadline. And like, guys, they're working on it. And, you know, they'll do what they do and they'll get yeah, back n- to no you. No one's ever going to say, sorry, I haven't gotten to it. Or, or sorry, I forgot I had it. Yeah. Right. So I think this is another example, though, where you can do your own due diligence to get ahead of your own anxiety. If you're submitting an offer and they're asking for 24 hours notice, Right before you submit it or as you submit it, just ask the question, hey, do you think you're going to be, like, when do you think you're going to be speaking with your clients? Mm-hmm. You, can, you can say something that's not like how confrontational. Soon, how soon are you going yeah, like, to present I, to your clients? Yeah, basically a nice way of saying, I'm not going to bother you until the threshold you've verbally given me. And if mm-hmm. they say, well, it's going to be sometime in the next 24 hours, I don't know. Then you leave them alone. Yeah. If they say, I should get to them tonight and the next morning comes and you haven't heard back, then it's okay to reach out and say, hey, did you end up reaching them last night? Mm-hmm. And if they say no, no problem. Right? But if you don't lay out some sort of foundation or something as simple as saying, hey, confirm receipt. Yeah. If you know that they've confirmed receipt of your yeah, thing, they're then they're working on it. Yeah. If you never hear back from them from the moment you send it, then you can follow up and say, hey, I just want to make sure you've got my offer. If you've got any questions, let me know. Yeah. Another control thing that is very difficult to get over is when you are on the selling side and you want, um, you're waiting for people to fulfill conditions. Mm-hmm. That's one that can get very stressful, like when you're waiting. And anything, <laughs> and like, anything oh. with a deadline. Whenever yeah. there's a clock ticking and you're not the one who controls the clock. Yeah. Even if you are, even if it's your client who needs to waive something mm-hmm. and you don't want things to fall apart. Like I've had clients who deliberately wait until the 11th hour. And I can only do so much as to explain to them, if you need to, it's fine. But if you don't, this is very stressful for the other side as well. And we all know this is going well. So let's not put other people through anxiety, right? Like always do what you can to control what you can control by explaining things and by making it clear what the impact of people's decisions is going to be, good or bad. Mm -hmm. But... Once you've done that, the decision and the actions of the people around you is their own prerogative. Right. That's where the line is between control and 
being a lunatic. Right. And once you've done that, then move on to other parts of your business. Like move on to other clients that you're working with, other prospects that you're trying to get as clients, all that kind of stuff. I can guarantee you the moment you start getting yourself busy on other things, Mm -hmm. once you've done everything you can in this situation, the answers will start coming back to you a lot quicker, or at least it will seem that way because you're occupied and you're working on other things. And that's the best way I think, or at least in my experience that- I've addressed my control issues. <laughs> well, it's, it, and, but that speaks also to that's the impact of having control issues is your mind gets clouded where you become unproductive. You yeah. lose sight of the things you need to do. And you can only handle one transaction at a time. Right. And, and there's lots of people like that who mm-hmm. are consumed by the issue of the moment. And even when there's nothing you can do, they just can't look past How am I going to figure this out? What's going to happen? And you might not have, there's literally no chance you're going to hear anything or anything's going to happen for 12 hours, 24 hours, but it's all you can think about. If you start working on other things, not only does it make you more productive, but it takes your mind away from the thing you can't control anyway. Yeah. I mean, the the best situations is when you've like almost forgotten about it to the yeah. point where the agent will call you back before the irrevocable and just let you know what's going on. It's like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Well, <laughs> like- here's an example. Here's a current example. I uh, got a, a commercial tenant set up with a new property in, I think it was January or February of this year, 2020. Mm-hmm. And she is opening up a daycare in a a house, a commercially zoned house on a major street. It's a really nice property, but it needs some work. So she needed the permits to get it done, yada, yada, yada. Things need to get done. Everyone agreed. Everyone's happy. Cue the pandemic. Hmm. Cue some issues with permitting, with zoning and all that. She's in the hole for a considerable amount of money, but the way that we wrote up the offer, she's not bound to this unless she gets the permits approved. So here we are at the end of November yeah. and the landlord who's a wonderful person and the landlord's agent who's an amazing agent and also consequently the son of the landlord Mm -hmm. are in a really tough spot because they're carrying a home and waiting for us to close where my client is in it for a bit of money and now is being asked to spend an exorbitant amount of money for something that's not even a guarantee and we're in a bit of a stalemate where no rent has been paid, my client doesn't have a property And we're in the middle of a pandemic where everything's just gone back into a lockdown and nobody's working on anything anyway. Right. This is not a situation I can control. Yeah. It's shitty. The other agent and I have maintained very constant and I'm very impressed with him communication that nobody's lost their cool. It's just a bad situation that we're in an environment right now where lack of control is a theme of a lot of what's happening with our lives right now. Mm-hmm. We're at the we're at the whim of whatever the government says on a day-to-day basis and have to play the cards we're dealt. And so with that particular situation, two, three years ago, I'd be killing myself every day. And mm-hmm. earlier on in this transaction, I was really losing it because I felt bad for everybody. Yeah. But there's nothing I've done. Yeah that has made this more difficult. Uh, Like for me, all I can do is answer questions and maintain communication. And the update is there's no update. Yeah. Right? If everyone wants to walk away, that's fine. If they don't, that's fine. But when I came to terms with the fact that this is not a ball that's in my court right now. Yeah. It has allowed me to just focus on other things and, and just get the occasional update, which is nothing. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, it's the same thing with like a probate issue I'm dealing with with one of my clients. Like 
the seller applied for probate back in January and it still hasn't been granted. And she's now paying a very reasonable rent on the place that she is eventually going to buy. But other than following up with her and getting a little bit of additional information from other uh lawyers that I know just to get like some backup on on my understanding of how the process works. That's really all I can do. I can't go into the probate office and demand that they approve this certificate. You, you could. know, you I just get laughed. Well, at. that's the thing. So I mean, I'm I've kind of let it go. I've got it in my CRM to follow up with her every every once in a while just to see how everything's going. But other than that, like I can't do anything. So there's no sense worrying about it. Uh, she's fine. It's just, it's not the ideal situation that everybody wants to be in. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's things like that, just recognizing it, taking a step back from the situation. It's really easy to get overwhelmed and your mind gets clouded by the, the, the problem. But if you can just take a step back from all of that and recognize what's going on, why you're feeling the way you are, I think that's another big thing is like a lot of times my emotions start to really pick up and I, I honestly don't even know why mm-hmm. in the moment. And then I'm like, why am I feeling this way? Like I do that a lot around the kids when they're, you know, asking well, huh, me a lot of... I know of, why you're feeling that way around the kids. I feel that way around the kids too. Well, but but that's... But do you recognize in yourself... No, no, no. But I'm just saying like <laughs> when, when there's like a, a client situation happening and the oh, kids yeah. are at you... We change. And, and my, I, I get snappy with them. And I'm right. like, why am I feeling this way? Why do I need to get back to my client within these next five minutes when my daughter needs help with her homework? Like right. I can let this go. I don't need to be every everywhere... To well, all my clients at all times. So it leads to a few takeaway lessons, big time lessons for all this. All right. One of them, which you just mentioned, is understand the big picture. Yes. Know what's important to you, what is actually pressing in the moment, and what you're sacrificing by focusing on maybe not the wrong thing, but something that you don't need to focus on anymore when there's right. more important things. Well, and knowing what your client needs from you. They don't need you to work magic and wave a magic wand and get them the perfect place for under market value. They'd like you to. They would, but they need somebody that's educated with experience that's going to provide the support they need to make a decision. Yes. Big picture thing number two. Do. 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 Was that French? (laughs) Do. I was thinking, what's Spanish? Dose. dose? I was yeah. thinking dose. Oh, you were stuck between was, languages. Exactly. That was weird. <laughs> Big picture thing number two. <laughs> What's done is done. That's my big picture thing number two. When something has already been said or completed or whatever, if it's behind you, you have to keep looking forward. Mm-hmm. Don't dwell. Don't try to change history because you can control the future. You like that? Mm. That's my second thing. You didn't really like that one. <laughs> no, That's okay. Number three, communicate often. Yes. Which we've talked about. But if you want to communicate more about that point, you can. Mm. No. It's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> Th- those to me are the three really big ones with control. You've got one you're clinging to, though. I see your mouth no. is half open. No, no, no. No, I think, I think we've covered most of it. I think that's uh, okay. Well, I'll add. I'll add three. Three B. Three B. Which I, I. It just. It came to me and then it escaped me. But three B <laughs> is when you've got experience to draw from, 
draw from it and use it, like we said, the things that have happened to you to make you more aware of things that you can't control and situations that are going to be tough. But when you're in a situation that makes you anxious and you don't have something to draw from, talk to people. Mm-hmm. Ask questions, reach out to the industry, colleagues. I guarantee whatever situation you're in, mm-hmm. no matter how crazy, someone's been through it before. Yeah. And they've come out the other end. And if they're still around to talk to you, <laughs> then they survived it. They survived it. And that, and recognize that you you go through these things to learn. If you just went through your career with accepted offers and you know, the first thing that you put out there is accepted and all that kind of stuff, you're never going to learn anything. All of these things are building blocks to making you a more experienced agent. You can draw from them later on. Yeah. Like everything that I talk about to my clients now are things that have happened in a bad way to me <laughs> in the past. And that's the only way. And especially when you're dealing with it on a personal level versus somebody telling you, it makes a huge difference. And you can talk to talk about it a lot more confidently. Yeah. Because it's happened to you. This is all assuming if you've done everything else we've always talked about and established trust and relationship with your clients and the people you're working with, it makes all these conversations so much more easy to have. Mm-hmm. You're being genuine. You're doing it in their best interest. That's already established. So again, people can choose to agree or disagree or question what you're saying to them. But as long as you know you've given the advice that's in their best interest that you agree with and that you've done everything you can do, that's what you can control. That's it. You're not buying or selling the house. You're facilitating the transaction. Yeah. So do what's in your control. Stop trying to control what you can't and you'll have a good career. A less stressful. (laughs) I'm having trouble with words today. Less stressful career. (laughs) And that is all. I'm I'm impressed though. From a control perspective, we said this was going to be 25 minutes because there's lasagna in the oven right now, <laughs> and we literally hit the 25 minute mark. So the thing's probably going off, and so we can control dinner not burning. That's true. So we're going to shut this down now. Signing off for another week of Level Up. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye. Duh. <laughs> Level up, 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 level up,